so uh, I never did any meditation. I don't know how to start. I'm interested. What should I do? All right. The first thing that we have to do is to understand the reason for meditation and why we're going to practice it and what we can expect out of it right away. That a lot of people think that they have to practice for a long time getting no benefit and then finally the benefit will come. But that's in fact the way that the whole world works. That's the way that the business world works. That they, they say, come work for me all week long, and at the end of the week, finally you'll get your pay. But really, the reason that we're practicing meditation is to uh, experience things in a certain way and then begin to develop skills. And so these skills that we develop will be useful and valuable right in the very beginning. But as we develop these skills, we'll find them more useful throughout our lives. And so um, basically, um, we have to develop a skill that's called mindfulness, that mindfulness and meditation are generally uh, closely related. But I want to give you a different aspect of, of mindfulness in the sense that uh, we're going to break it apart into two constituent components. One of them is, is the quality of mindfulness. In order to be mindful, you have to remember to be mindful. And so this quality of remembering is a very key ingredient. It kind of be, means to wake up. And then the other the quality of mindfulness actually, uh, in a way, should be seen as an investigation to really look at what's going on. So when we see this kind of thing, we can recognize that we have to view things correctly. We have to see things correctly. And in order to do that, that means we have to really look. That's the investigation. And then we have this quality of sati, or um, the quality of waking up, to be able to um, become awake. Now, basically, there is more than one quality of awake. And we're talking about a really high quality waking up. So let's give the example of every morning in bed, when someone wakes up, the first thing that they do is just wake up a little bit, just enough to know that they're awake now, but they don't have, they're not awake yet to, to have the intention to actually get out of bed. And we may not even have it to even turn the alarm off. But many will turn the alarm off knowing that it will snooze and then, then okay, so that whole quality of the snooze alarm is proof that we wake up in stages. And so we want to make sure that within meditation that we don't just wake up a little bit, that we actually have to wake up enough to see. Just like we have to, in the morning, wake up to get out of bed. That getting up 
that's basically the quality that we're looking for, is to get the mind up, to get it awake. And by doing that investigation, often we can see, not all the time, but what we're going to look at is, what is the mind doing? Is the mind doing things that are good and valuable and wholesome for us, or are, we, are the mind doing things that are not really all of that useful? An example of that being uh, not useful would be problem solving, worrying about the past, having a mind that's agitated, being upset, not liking things, or the big one is wanting things that we don't have. And then the sneaky one is doubt about how to get out of all of that stuff. So this is, a, this is the kind of thoughts that are hindering us or uh, they're obstacles to us being in a really good state right this very moment. And so if we can clean those kinds of thoughts out and put new kinds of thoughts in the mind, the kind of thoughts that are, are in fact wholesome, like, wow, I'm glad I'm free of that stuff. Those doubts, glad I'm not doubtful right now. I can feel good. And so we begin to change, and one of the qualities that we're beginning to change right away is a feeling of security rather than insecurity. We don't normally feel secure. We normally feel agitated, we normally feel worried, we normally think that things are out there in the world that are bad, but generally sitting at home, there's nothing to be worried or in danger of, there's no real danger in the moment, and yet people feel afraid. What we need to do is practice feeling secure. Wow, this is okay right now. It's okay to, you know, let your hair down, I guess would be a way of saying it. Or take our defenses, setting on our weapons, ungirding ourselves, taking the load off. This is the kind of expressions that we can use in normal society. And uh, in a more formal way, we can talk about it is in the sense of to relax. But another quality is also not just to relax because we've just set down that enormous version of uh, all of the worries of the world. But we're actually intending to brighten the mind, to get the mind up. That meditation often by many people is sought to be down, they want to go deep. They think if they go deep enough, they'll find the nature of suffering. Actually, the nature of suffering is really easy to see if we investigate it. And as soon as we see it, there's no reason to continue to look at it. Let's just throw it out. That that's the right way to do it is when you see something, throw it out. It's like this kitchen is all smelly and stinky. And then you find that in the night, one of the dogs or one of the cats or something had killed a rat, and now it's smelling. What do you do once you find a smelly rat? Are you going to leave it in the kitchen? Or are oh, you no. going to take it out? 
Exactly. And once you take that smelly rat out and perhaps clean up the, the spot where it was, then you can leave a sigh of relief. Wow, I'm glad that stink is not in here anymore. And so that's the way that we begin to practice meditation right from the very beginning. To begin to feel good. To be able to relax. And when we do that over and over again, because this is a practice, something to be learned, the skill of mindfulness, the skill of waking up, and the skill of investigation, we keep doing that over and over again, and we keep finding the thought in the mind is really not worth having. That it's much better to have a kind of thought that's associated with this right, right here now. And so we begin to pay attention to the breathing. Because that's something that we're doing right here, right now. And not only that, but it's very healthy. Most people don't breathe very well. And so we need to start breathing more. And we have to remember to start breathing more. That's part of that waking up, is to wake up. And you've heard the expression, wake up and smell the coffee. Well... This is basically what we mean by that is to take a deep breath, to inhale. To, and the, a way of looking at it is most people breathe at about 40 to 60 percent. 40 is when they're uh, uh, finished and out breath, and 60 percent is when they um, start or uh, fill up. Uh, and that's as far as they go. And there's a very light, shallow breathing. And it's also fairly rapid in the sense of uh, ordinarily about 20 breaths a minute when people are at rest. And I've seen many YouTubes and watched them, and yeah, that's the normal breathing. It's very shallow, it's hard to see, but if you just watch people, you can see what their breathing is. When you're looking, and you know why, that you're looking. And so what we're going to do is we're going to slow down the breathing and begin to think about the breathing and the body breathing. And as we slow down breathing, we take in deeper breaths and we get more oxygen in. And so we breathe in in a deep, nice, relaxed way and then we breathe out in a nice sigh. <sighs> That that's basically the meditation right there, is how to sigh in relaxation, uh, in peace, in um, satisfaction, but most important, security and safety. Because we're no longer attacking ourselves in that very moment, we've in fact given ourselves an, um, a reprieve. There is almost like a dialogue, and the dialogue is between like a parent and a child, and the parent is all of the stuff that we've always been learning. All the shoulds and coulds and woulds, and you ought to do it this way, and, you know, the society is full of that kind of stuff, and it's in the schools, and it's in the, uh, um, the religious institutions, and it's in the police, and it's just in the government. Everywhere it's got this set of rules. And we've learned all of those rules, and so now we repeat those rules inside of our own heads, ordering ourselves around, making ourselves feel insecure. 
And this is one of the reasons why we want to put a quiet on that uh, dialogue about all of the stuff that ought to happen and should happen, all the stuff about the future, and all the hurts from the past, and just be here now. That's it, to be here now. To take a deep breath and be here now, free from the past, free from the future, and allow ourselves to just relax because everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be fine. Now, as we practice that over and over and over again, taking that deep breath, throwing those old thoughts out, replacing the mind uh, with thoughts that are of the present moment, of joy, of uh, things are going to be okay. Things are, in fact, okay right now. Never mind about the future. If I can make things right now good, then next time I can make things right now good that time too. And in fact, we gain confidence every time we get ourselves into the position of being here now and feeling really good, very, very satisfied, very comfortable taking deep breaths and really looking at what's going on in the mind and making sure that we can, in fact, be in a good state. There's no reason to be in a nasty state, being fearful, being angry, being sad, uh, wanting things. And, in fact, we are taught from childhood to want things. It's become a very materialistic world. So it's a good idea to not want so much. And so we stop thinking about things then what are we thinking about? Well, how about there ain't nothing worth thinking about much. Not so much as I want it. Not so much that I'm going to try to grasp hold of it and cling to it. So the best thing to do is just to enjoy the fact that you can enjoy this present moment. And just be here now. Without a worry in the world. Wow, that's so nice. And that's really all there is to meditation. That you can't do it. <laughs> Not until you start to practice it. But once you start practicing it, then you'll start to get some um, confidence. That in fact, because many students, when they uh, hear about this, they'll say, oh, yes, I can. Yes, I can get myself into a really good state. And I can maintain that for a while. And that's where we're looking for. That's the point. Yes, you can. And when we say, yes, you can, then that means something new is happening, and that is our change of attitude. Because our main attitude in life has always been, from that from childhood, was to be the little guy, the one who is behind, the one who needs some diaper change, the one who needs to be fed, the one who's all the furniture in the house is too big. And so we start off in kind of a, uh, a one-down position, that we're not the boss there. A lot of us try being the boss for a while and find out that don't work. But we still try to be the boss, but really inside we don't feel like that we're the boss. We feel insecure. But now we're practicing something that's really interesting because we're, the only thing that we're really beginning to manage is, number one, the breathing. 
And number two, we can begin to uh, control the thoughts. By understanding that we can do this, we can begin to change our attitude from that of the loser, the, the one down, the child, into the attitude of the fully grown adult who can manage his own mind. And to now we're beginning to work with feelings. Because in fact, this is the way that we manage our feelings is, is that we talk ourselves into that we can, in fact, control the mind and control the feelings and we say, yep, can do. And that can-do attitude is what we would refer to as the lion or uh, the winner or uh, the winged horse uh, or the one who can do it and he knows that he can do it. And here the only thing that we're interested in is can I do it? Can I control my own mind and control my own feelings so that I can feel the way I want to feel rather than feel the way that I was grown, I began to feel as I was growing up? The older I got, the worse I felt. But now I recognize, oh no, all I have to do is remember I don't have to feel bad, I can feel really good. It's a really easy process to go through, but gosh, it is just so hard to remember. That's why we need to practice over and over and over again. It's hard to remember. And so yeah. we practice and we practice. We keep, keep remembering and remembering and remembering that we are, in fact, in control of our lives. Because it's easy to forget, and when we do, it's like we go back into the old, instinctual, um, animalistic, or childlike behavior, rather yeah. than living as a fully awakened adult. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, well, if uh, if I ask you, uh, will uh, this meditation help me with stress? Because people deal with stress on a daily basis with their studies, with their work, with, with whatever they're doing, there is a lot of stress. So um, they would ask me, uh, would it help me with stress? What if while I'm meditating, I'm feeling too much stress? What do I do? All right. This society, this world is absolutely full of stress. <clears throat> but it has been for a very, very long time. What is beginning to be new is, is that the, the, the younger generation is educated enough that they're beginning to wake up and what they find is stress. And that, so the first thing to do is to congratulate those who recognize that they are stressed. A lot of people will be under heavy stress and they don't even know it. They're, in fact, so dumb that they're like uh, um, draft animals. They're like the camel that goes around with his life with just within one straw. You've heard about the one straw that breaks the camel's back? That's because there's already a million or so on the camel's back. So the, uh, the many people will walk around their whole lives with that one million straws just about to break their back but it doesn't quite.
and they then lived lives of what can be called quiet desperation. That's actually a mental attitude because they're saying that they are a loser. Okay? Something is there that is so heavy, like the, the load of straw on the, on the back of the camel. And if they would look closely, they'd recognize, hey, man, I can take that load of straw off. I don't have to be so heavily burdened. Because, in fact, in this case, the straw is in the mind, but we have to start catching it there. First, they start to recognize this, uh, that there is stress. Now we can begin to look at, well, what is the source of the stress? What is it that's weighing on the mind? Uh, well, uh, it's usually uh, because of work or because of studies. So should one give up on his work, on his studies? Uh, it's, I mean, it's not uh, while, possible. While they're practicing, you said they were interested in meditation. Okay, meditation is developing skills. So exactly correct, while they're practicing, when they get away and sit down on the, on the floor or sit into a comfortable chair or when they're out walking in the woods alone or whatever they're doing, that's the time to then begin to intentionally practice shanti. I'm going to, to walk or stand or sit and make sure that all of the things that cause stress, the work the job, the classes, uh, the responsibilities, any thoughts of that kind of stuff right now are to be thrown out. Because if we think those kind of thoughts, we'll begin to get stressed again. And in fact, we probably are already stressed. That's why we keep thinking about that stuff. We're trying to find a solution to a problem, and we can't. Because, in fact, the real solution to the problem is not about changing the world or changing the job. It's about the stress that we feel while we're carrying that load. How can that camel, in fact, carry that load and not feel stressed out about it? Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to have to take that camel to the gym. Yeah. Right? All right, well, this is exactly what we're talking about here. We're going to have to take this mind to the gym. And that gym now is to start lifting the weight of sati, to, to lift the weight of or take the effort that it's going to take to throw that uh, work or throw whatever the stress is out. Take a deep, long breath, one after another, and just be here now and not allow the thoughts that stress us to come in. Well, yeah. So we throw out the, the, the negative thoughts. And uh, I, I think you told me we bring the positive thoughts uh, that I am a winner, that I can do it, that I am satisfied at this moment, at the present moment. We should bring those positive thoughts instead of the negative thoughts. So, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. So, All right. And, and so that would be the basic uh, bare bones without any, um, uh, let us call it 
underlying foundations or um, uh, points of reference or placing in context or anything, but just the raw practice itself is to come out of what we normally do with our mind and put the mind into a really nice, happy state. With the outcome is, is that by doing so, we are now in that moment living the life that is pleasing to ourselves and pleasing to others and pleasing to all of nature in whichever context that you want to express that. Why? Because now we are living the highest level of moral law. And that is the freedom from suffering because all sin comes from suffering. In other words, I'm, I'll do anything to get out of the suffering. Well, if we learn to get out of the suffering directly, then we are free from sin. So, yeah, I think this uh, this is like summari summarizes the, the practice. So, yeah, um, well, except, except for, I think that's it about the meditation. I don't know if mm -hmm. you have something else to add. I think that's it, yeah. Well, to put that in context, what meditation is in that respect then is that it's a moral training. Because I think that that will appeal to some people. That in fact your stress is immoral. Yeah, because you're hurting yourself. Because you're harming yourself, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think this is summarized up. Um, uh, well, the, the, the second thing, uh, like I want to discuss a little bit of Dhamma with you about morality. Um, I don't know if you can uh, stop uh, the, record, the, the record or something. I mean, this is enough for the meditation, I can. All right, well, we'll cut this off right now and we'll leave it for you. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh...